You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, September the 14th. And we come off a really nice Phillies victory last night in Miami in September. How about it, right? I mean, a 2-1 to victory, a game the Phillies got the best of Sandy Alcantara, faced him six times this season. Pretty crazy. Last time it happened to the Phillies was 2018, Mike Fulton-Navich. They faced six times in a season, but it is rare. Obviously, 2018, a while ago, the last time it happened. And I don't know if anyone else thought about this last night, but as I was watching the game, I'm thinking about facing Sandy for the sixth time. By the way, he went 1-3 and three against the Phillies this year. And Grant, the Phillies didn't win all the other games he pitched that didn't get decisions. But hey, they did a nice job against Sandy Alcantara. And yet again, they've won games where Kyle Gibson started against Sandy Alcantara. They've won games last night where Bailey Falter started against Sandy Alcantara. And I don't know if anyone thought about this, but because of the new schedule, the, you know... Evening out, you don't face the division 19 times anymore, it's 12, all that, the whole thing, like, I guess unless it's a division team, you play a lot early in the season, then a guy gets traded to another team you're playing, even then, probably impossible, this could be the last time the Phillies ever face a pitcher six times in a season. And it might be the guy who wins to Cy Young, how about that? <laughs> you know, what a run. And the guy went one and three against him, so you know, I'll take it. Nice job, Phils. I love it. It is wild to think about that, though. With the new schedule, there is a chance this is the last time we'll ever see a pitcher, starting pitcher, six times um, in one season. So, uh, Phillies got the best of Sandy again last night. Nikki Mayton. And yet again, so Mayton with the big hit, the homer. Uh, again, the Phillies were down one nothing. Really nice start from Falter. Um, really just made one mistake. Uh, ball got roped down the left field line off the wall. Um, and that was it. You know, otherwise, uh, he was great. And then in the seventh inning with a runner on, Nicky Maton, who had a chance at the bases loaded earlier in the game and couldn't get it done, had a little squib grounder that, that got thrown out. But then uh, with two outs there, but then in the seventh, Segura on base, Nicky Maton just gets a hold of one, just cranks one out to right. One of those no doubters when he hit it. They showed the replay of him homering off Alcantara back in Philly, too, clearly. Sometimes, we've talked about this before, but sometimes in the weirdest of spots, certain guys just see certain pitchers better than anyone else. And it seems like Maton's got a little feel for Sandy and how he throws and what he throws. And Nick took advantage of it last night. A massive home run. The bullpen shuts it down from there. Just a, a clinic. You know, a nice, easy Phillies win. Falter, six innings, one run, four strikeouts, no walks, four hits. Alvarado, one inning, two strikeouts. Sir Anthony, one inning, one strikeout. David Robertson, one inning, no hits, no walks. Boom. The bullpen, three perfect innings. And that's how you do it. 
That's how you do it. That's how you go into Miami and you beat one of the best pitchers in baseball. Offense didn't really have much going. Eight hits on the hole. Really only Gene Segura and Nick Maton. Maton, the one hit, the biggest of the game, but Segura goes three for four, including uh, in prior to Maton getting out in the... Um, you know, when he had the bases loaded earlier in the game, uh, should have been out the, the bat before, but Segura legging out an infield single, like one of the biggest hustle leg out infield singles we've seen all season. Dude booked it, reached for the base. I don't know about anyone else when you're watching these, and specific to Segura last night, I'm always afraid they're going to like pull a muscle. Always. Always when they're going full speed and they do that like leap for the bag thing like he did last night, like where that last step is, you know, 20% longer than any other step and they're just kind of extending and reaching and then their foot hits the base so hard like that. Like I'm always worried that it's like he's going to pop up and grab his hamstring every single time. I can't watch one of those without thinking, oh, there it is. But he was fine. And, uh, and again, had a nice night and that was a big play. You know, it didn't end up. Providing runs. Um, but, you, know, you can see the team kind of respond to it. And, you know, Segura, uh, a guy who obviously has had a um, a checkered past here in this city for, on a, on the field perspective, not a bad guy or anything, but in terms of, um, you know, on the field with the whole McCutcheon thing and the not running stuff out and the, you know, some people don't like the, the way he goes about his business and all that. Um, you know, I, 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 I would be floored if there's a Phillies fan out there if Gene hasn't won over. Um, and certainly won me over, uh, and I wasn't as out on him as others, but um, he's a really fun player to have on your team, and he does play hard, and uh, and he's having fun out there. You know, I always big believer that uh, that you know people who play a kids game for a living should be having fun doing it. <laughs> I know it's a grind. I know that sometimes it's tough. I'm not saying it's easy or anything. I'm just saying like you, know, you should be having fun. Because it's fun. Because you're playing baseball, you know. So and and you don't always see that. And Gene Segura is a guy who always seems to be having fun out there, and always seems to just enjoy that this is his life and this is what he does. And I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate that about him. And I'm really excited for him to potentially get to the playoffs. Finally, we're there, Gene. We're there, buddy. Twenty one games to go. Three and a half up, four and a half with tiebreak. We'll get to that in a bit. I want to go through some of the um, scenarios, so to speak. Um, as, uh, again, uh, but a big win last night is the Phillies need to keep churning these out. We talked how incredibly important this series was from a, um, scheduling perspective with, you know, the, the nine game stretch of the Braves and the Blue Jays coming up, you know, three in Atlanta, two at home against the Blue Jays, four at home against the Braves. The last homestand of the season, that six gamer against the Blue Jays and the Braves, and then they go on the road for the Cubs, the Nationals, and we end out with the Astros. So that Cubs-Nationals uh, stretch, very important too. But, you know, considering the nine-game stretch coming up, just a massively important series in Miami. It really is. You know, again, the Marlins are bad. They can't hit, thank God. Um, and they're worse than they've been the last few years when the Phillies have, you know, struggled there. But even still, we all know the history. We all know the memories. We all know it. And and Miami in September is a scary place for the Philadelphia Phillies. Flat out. End of story. End of discussion is what it is. There's no other way to put it. Um and even a good Phillies team that is 79 and 62, by the way. 79 and 62. If the think about that. Phillies 11 and 10 to finish out in their 91 team. 11 and 10. Just need to go one game over five hundred the rest of the way. Now that's September, and they're ninety and ten. 
I mean, 90 and, 90 and 72. It's pretty amazing. 91 team. Um, but, you know, um, it's important that they win these games in Miami because, again, you know, it is a place that has such um, recent bad history for this team. And this group of guys, like, you know, it's not just us. Not just us sitting there going like, oh, God, Miami in September. That's, that's, uh, it doesn't make me feel good. The players, too. Aaron Nolan knows Miami in September sucks for them. Reese Hoskins has been there a bunch in September. Like, these guys have been down there. They know their failures. They know that it is a place that is um, oddly scary for them. Um, so, see him go down there last night, you know, kind of be able to get nothing going and find a way to win a game against, you know, one of the better pitchers in the sport. Um, certainly this season, pretty cool to see. Pretty cool to see the way they won that game. Now, you know, you need to, you need to keep playing well, finish this series out here and all that, but, you know, coming in again with Bailey Falter, who, you know, man, man, I know we've talked about a lot, but just the, the faith you have in Bailey Falter when he takes the hill in a big game. Like, we're getting to the point, and I wouldn't do it, but, like, you know, assuming Wheeler's back, is it, is it Wheeler Nola Falter? For the playoffs, do we trust Falter in Game Three? <laughs> I mean, you know, it sounds so silly, but at the same time, like, who's had more big starts with the Phillies this year over the stretch here than than Falter? I mean, the guy just keeps coming through in these spots. And granted, the Marlins stink, but man, um, so 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 impressed with Bailey Falter and the the, the outings this guy keeps giving you, keeping him in the game against Alcantara just long enough for Nick Maton to do what he did. You know, that's really how it played out. Kept them in the game just long enough for the Phillies to get something on the board. Then the bullpen closed out, and that's the kind of like bullpen you want to see, right? Alvarado, Sir Anthony, Robertson. Boom. Shut it down. Three perfect innings. That was a nice, that was a nice looking win last night. Quick, easy, bare amount of bare minimum of what you needed to do to just take the game and they did it and they did it again they deserve credit as i said so many times you know good teams beat the teams they're supposed to when they have to and this Phillies team has done that consistently this season consistently obviously with a few small exceptions where in years past we've had many big exceptions the Phillies have, have handled business and they deserve all the credit in the world for it they really do um and that's how you make the playoffs you handle business down the stretch and um, the Phillies have uh, Phillies have been doing that so far. So far, so good. And uh, really, really, really psyched with how they're playing, um, heading into the stretch run here, and handling business. You know, after that, you know, tough week, the the West Coast trip and all that. You know, they get the Marlins and the Nationals. The last uh, seven games have been with the Marlins and the Nationals, and they won six of them. You know, yet again, they stumble a little bit, bounce back, six of seven. It's just great to see. It's great to see. Another big one tonight. We'll get to it coming up. But the Phillies have positioned themselves really nicely. Again, as you sit here and look, um, I want to go around and look at all the standings and all the situations heading into the playoffs coming up here um, in a sec, but just specific to the Phillies. When we look at the Phillies and the standings, and again, of course, we'll look up ahead to what's coming up tonight for the Phillies, the Brewers, the Padres, the starting pitching matchups and all that, as that will do uh, you know, kind of throughout as we, we continue to ride here towards the end of this. Um, but quickly, it uh, your Phillies, you know, sitting um, in that second wild card spot right now, sitting at seventy nine sixty two, still a game and a half up on the Padres. Padres win last night. The Padres seventy eight sixty four. So that's two in the loss column. The Phillies have played one less game than the Padres. Two in the loss column is the advantage there. Then the Brewers 
They're three and a half behind the Phillies. Again, both these teams, the Padres and the Brewers, do not have the tiebreaker against the Phillies. They are extra game back for all intents and purposes. Brewers are 76 and 66. They're three and a half back of the Phillies, which is really four and a half. So doing some math. Let's just worry about the Brewers, right? Because, you know, we can get to the Padres. Um, you know, we can worry about the Padres if we need to worry about the Padres. But right now, all that, worries, all that matters is being in the playoffs. And that means being the Brewers because they're the last team right now. Um, so think about this. The Phillies only have 21 games left to go. The Brewers have 20. The Brewers play one more game than the Phillies. The Phillies are four up in the loss column. If the Phillies go 11-10 and 10 the rest of the season, like we just talked about before, so that would make them 90-72. Uh, First of all, if they go 11-10 and 10 the rest of the way, again, a mediocre finish of the season, and they've got a tough stretch, so 11-10 would be fine. You'd take it, right? But if they go 11-10, and 10, they're going to win 90 games. If the Phillies essentially play 500 baseball the rest of the season, they're a 90-win baseball team. Just, just, just take that in for a sec. Take that in. We haven't won more than 82 games in over a decade. We hadn't even won more than 80. 81. Till last year. And this team's about to blow past that. This team is on pace to win over 90 games. It's amazing. It is amazing. Give them some credit. This team deserves credit. They've come out and they've been a good team this year. I know there are three wild cards and people could talk about it, watering down the product and all that, and I get it. But this Phillies team, assuming they finish out, you know, not even strong, assuming they finish out average, had a damn good year. And they are a worthy playoff team. And it would not be like limping in or not, not, not deserving wild card team. They're a playoff team. The way they've played this year, it's pretty wild. All right, so if they go 11 and 10, 11 and 10, Again, it's a team that is 79-62. They're 17 games over. We're asking them to go one game over the rest of the season. The Brewers, to make the playoffs over the Phillies, would have to go, ready for this, 15-5 and five down the stretch. The Brewers would have to go 15-5 and five down the stretch if the Phillies go 11-10 and 10 to make the playoffs. If the Phillies go 10-11, uh, 14-6, 9-12, 13-7. Think about that. The Phillies could be three games over 500 and still make the playoffs if the Brewers go 12-8 and eight on the stretch. So, obviously, we are not there yet. Obviously, obviously, obviously. And we're Phillies fans, we know. Like, you know. I, I guarantee there's a, a portion of Phillies fans out there who... who don't even care what these numbers are and just say they're going to blow it. Like, this is the Phillies. Like, it's what's going to happen. Prepare yourself. Um, to them, I say, I get it. I don't think that's going to happen, but I certainly can't tell you. I'm sure, because we're Phillies fans, but I do feel confident. I feel confident that the Phillies have put themselves in a position right now that is a a really good spot. And again, we talk so much just about the Brewers and saying that to them, but they are in front of two teams right now. The Phillies are in front of two teams right now. One of them, they have a four and a half game lead with 20 to play for the Brewers. 20 games to play for the Brewers. They're down four and a half in the Phillies. The other one, the Padres also have 20 games to play. And they're down two and a half. Again, this is with the tiebreakers. Padres have a really tough schedule. The Brewers basically a slightly easier schedule than the Phillies probably, but, but same difference. That's how close they are. That's how they position themselves. Two teams have to pass the Phillies. Could they? Of course. 
Crazier things have happened. But I think if you're a Phillies fan, you should feel good about how they position themselves. You should feel good about this team and the way they continually bounce back, the way they continually handle adversity and uh, stare it straight in the face and, and just keep on winning games. So, um, so much credit to this team. And, and, you know, it's really exciting. You know, I keep, again, um, and I, look, I know there are Phillies fans who listen. They get they cringe and they even hear the talk about it. They're like, just let it happen. And I get it. Um, but, you know, I, I can't help when I think about the playoffs and I think about the fact that, you know, I believe they'll make the playoffs. You know, we got to see it happen, but I, I believe they will make the playoffs. Um, but every time I think about it, it, like, it really does give me goosebumps. It gives me chills to think about the Phillies back in the playoffs. It's been so long. Like, so I was, I was, I was, I was 30. I'm 40. I'm about to be 41. I'm sure there are many people who could say those things. We talk about it all the time where if you know, if you were 60 the last time the Phillies made the playoffs, you're 70 now. Like, I mean, these are this is a long time in our lives. We all only get so many decades of life. <laughs> we all only get so much time. And for our baseball team to miss the playoffs for a decade straight over a decade, you know, it sucks, man. It is painful. We love this team. We care about baseball. If you're listening to this, then you're like me. Baseball is your favorite sport. The Phillies are the best team you have. Like, this is it. This is the squad. This is the sport. This is the team we care the most about. This is the season we commit ourselves to. And it's a freaking commitment. 162 games is a slog. And we've done it with horrible teams for so long, it's time to get back to having fun with this. It's time to get back to what we love being good. And 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 we get so little time, so many so few opportunities in life to have this. And this is I feel like this is gonna be one of them. I feel like we're back. And obviously they have to get it done, but it is so exciting to think about the prospect of Phillies baseball in the playoffs yet again. I'm 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 really excited about it. All right, um quick look around baseball. We'll look ahead coming up. Uh, but just to take stock of where we are again with 20, 21 games left for all these teams, um, really the stretch run now is September 14th, man. We got three weeks left in the season. All right, AL West, uh, excuse me, AL East, Yankees, uh, still out in front by six games. They had a, a big win last night. By the way, Aaron Judge, 56th and 57th home runs last night. September, we got three weeks left in the season. I think he might pass Maris, which is pretty wild to say now. Again, we talked about this a bit yesterday, but I, I believe that Barry Bonds is the seven, the single-season home run champ. He had 73. I saw it happen. McGuire had 70, so I said 66. I've seen all this stuff. I, I I don't think that Aaron Judge will be the new home run champ, but there are a lot of people out there who feel that way. So either way, it's a massive, massive season. Pretty wild. Um, so there are six games up on the Blue Jays, six and a half up on the Rays. I think you know you feel pretty good if you're the Yankees to take that down. The Central, man, the Cleveland Guardians, um, they just continue to win games, fire sales in the off season and this and that. And you just find ways to, to manage their way to wins to, to general manage their way to wins. It's, it's a, an impressive organization. They're on top of the division at 75 and 65. The white Sox making a surge. They're three back. The twins falling. The twins have been in front for a while. They are five back of the guardians. Now tough spot. The uh, Astros, have locked up the AL West. It is over. They are 92 and 50. They're 12 and a half games up on Seattle. Ready for this? 30 up on Texas, 31 up on the Angels, 
and the Houston Astros are 41 games up on the Oakland Athletics. How about that? So the Astros have put away, and really when you look at it, um, at 92 and 50, they are six games up on the Yankees. Talked a lot about the Astros and clinching that and all that. Looking like they're in, we're in pretty decent shape with that, as the Astros looking pretty good to clinch that top record in the American League. We'll look at the wild cards there in a sec. First, the uh, National League leaders. Let's start out west and move east. Oh, it's over. The Dodgers have clinched it. <laughs> Think about this: the Dodgers are ninety-eight and forty-three, and ninety-eight. And 43, they're going to win another 108, 110, whatever. It's just ridiculous. We've talked about it, but maybe the greatest regular season team in the history of baseball over the last few years, this Dodgers group and what they've done. They're 20 and a half games up on the Padres, who are a playoff team. It is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, so Dodgers, lock it in. Uh, Cardinals, remember when it was the Cardinals and the Brewers? Uh, if you go back and listen to this show, don't do it. That would be crazy. But but It's there. Yours truly, I want to say back in July, maybe the end of July, we're talking all-star game, all-star break. It wasn't the all-star break. I said, I think the Brewers are going to fall and the Cardinals are going to win the division and we're going to be competing with the Brewers for the playoffs. Just saying. Yeah, look, it was not an impressive prediction. It seemed pretty clear to me. Um, they have taken the NL Central. That one's over two. They're 83 and 59, seven games up on the Brewers. So I think if you're a Cardinals fan, you feel pretty good about sliding into the playoffs there. Um, and, you know, creeping up on the Mets and the Dodgers won't get there, though. Uh, Mets and the Braves, I mean. The Mets and Braves, this is a fascinating one, as the Mets, 89-54, and 54, the Bra- Braves, 88-54. and 54. Half game back. Wow. Wow! That's some good stuff, and the Phillies do have the Braves coming up here. As the Braves playing for that division, they have a lot to play for. They're not just sitting in that wild card spot. That is going to be wild stuff, Um Really, really, really fascinating how that's all going to play out. The NL East is a um, real competitive division. All right, uh, wild card now. The Blue Jays, the number one wild card team in the American League, and they are a half game up on both the Rays and the Mariners. The Blue Jays are eighty and sixty-two. Both the Blue Jays or the Rays and the Mariners are seventy-nine and sixty-two, and they're all looking pretty good right now. As they are five, uh, the Blue Jays are five games up. The other team's four and a half up on the Orioles. White Sox, the game not back of them. Um, the American League, as we kind of hurtle towards the end here, looks like it's going to be a little less interesting. As uh, looks like those spots are going to be locked up there. We even saw the divisions. Really, the AL Central, the only question mark in the National uh, in the American League. American uh, National League, um, you know, obviously that first wild card is locked up. It'll either be the Braves or the Mets. It's the Braves right now, but we'll see. Phillies in that second wild card, as we've talked about, game and a half up on the Padres, two, uh, three and a half up. On the Brewers, and then of course the tie breakers on top of that. So, feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty good about the position the Phillies have put themselves in. Um, again, 11 and 10 down the stretch, and the Brewers would have to go 15 and 5 to make the playoffs. So, doing pretty good. Speaking of the Brewers tonight, back at it. They win last night in St. Louis. Uh, a shame, but you know, not a surprise. Um, Hopefully the cards get him back tonight. Big one, 745 tonight. A big pitching matchup. Corbin Burns, of course, Cy Young winner last year for the Brewers. Going to get up against Adam Wainwright. Wainwright, of course, you know, we all know Adam Wainwright. Been around forever then. Uh, Brewers are off tomorrow. That's where the Phillies make up that game that they missed, um, that they have played less than them. And then, as we've talked about, six straight against the Yankees and the Mets. Um, both fighting for stuff. The Yankees less so, uh, but the Mets really fighting for that division. So that's going to be a really big series there 
for the Brewers uh, and and how it compares to the Phillies, especially with the Phillies facing the Braves. The Padres tonight back out against Seattle. Big 2 nothing win last night. E. Darvish was great for them. Uh, they're going up against uh, Luis Castillo tonight, though. So um, much tougher game for the Padres tonight. Clevenger, Garrett Clevenger, uh, Mike Clevenger, excuse me, Garrett, the reliever, former Philly, uh, going up against Castillo. So nice matchup there for the Mariners. You hope Castillo can go out and shove. That's why they got him. That's why they brought him in there. Um, so you feel pretty good about that one tonight. And then the Phillies back at it in Florida tonight against the Marlins. Kyle Gibson against Edward Cabrera. Look, uh, Edward Cabrera is nasty. Really, really good rookie pitcher for the Marlins. He's got a future out of him. He's better than Kyle Gibson. But hey, Sandy Alcantara is better than Billy Fulter. And we all saw what happened last night, right? So I'll take it. Um, big one tonight, though. And look, Gibby's had some success against the Marlins. That first throw against him wasn't great, but since he's had some nice outings, hit or miss. But uh, hopefully tonight's a good Gibby night. It's either good or bad. Let's hope tonight's a good one. Um, again, they got to take advantage of these opportunities tomorrow at Syndergaard against Lopez. Pablo's been struggling, so got to take advantage of these opportunities because then we head to Atlanta for the weekend. It gets a little bit tougher, so should be a big one. Big one tonight. Phillies need to keep winning games. We're so close, so close. Just need to keep winning games, and we'll get there. Either way, whatever happens tonight, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t